Hello, everybody. In this episode of the SAP Learning Insights podcast, we are once again going into the career realm, this time looking at consulting with the help of Peter Langner, the founder and CEO of Adventus Consulting. With the start of every episode, we always want to get our hero's origin story. Tell us, sir, a bit about yourself, your education, professional background, and how you came to be the professional you are today. Uh, David, thank you uh, for having me here today, and I'm glad to share my story. So I'm a computer scientist. I studied computer science at the University of Hamburg, Germany. This is my hometown. Here I was born. I lived all my life. I went to school and finally studied computer science. And at the end of my studies, yeah, I had to find a job. And somehow um, it wasn't really my plan to go to be employed uh, by a consultancy, but that is what then finally happened. And at this consultancy, I first got to know SAP because by then in 1993, SAP was fairly unknown. Only a few um, employees, not as big as today. And I had the great chance to get to know R3 from the very beginning. And uh, yeah, I worked there 10 years in this consultancy. By then I was married, had two kids, and I decided not to travel so much anymore, mm -hmm. And which I liked in the beginning, which was fun, but a family needs stability and consistency. And so I changed my job role and I went to a um, trading company here in Germany, very well-known, Chibo. They trade uh, with coffee mainly, but they have not food articles too, and had the great chance to get to know the trading business from all kind of views. And then later on in 2016, I decided to become a consultant again, this time as a freelance. So I know this role very well as well. And then in 2016, I decided not to be on my own anymore, but to found a bigger company and employ people and build up a team to implement S4HANA. All right. So a very diverse career, culminating in entrepreneurship and people leadership. Very cool. Yes. Yes. All right. So I, I'm, I'm going to make the strong assumption that you have a very well-versed view of consulting. And because of that, I'm going to start with a fundamental question. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned uh, SAP S4HANA. So what is an SAP S4HANA consultant and what do they do? Well, yes, um, as you know, S4HANA is the newest project of SAP and uh, everybody who already has an ERP central component, uh, whatever you want to call it, the business suite, you know, what we used to use before we had S4HANA, but there are still people, uh, companies which need to change to S4HANA. So this is one subject to make these projects, implementation projects. As we say in Greenfield, if you set up the system brand new or Brownfield, if you convert an old system to into a new system and, um, in this uh, kind of consultancy, you can say IT consultancy, so to say, uh, we stick to a certain way of doing it. Yeah, SAP is proposing a method called SAP Activate, which describes different phases of how to implement a project, how to implement a S4HANA system. And we follow this guide. Yeah, we adapt it to specific needs of the customer, but in general, 
uh, we follow this guide. So an SAP consultant or SAP S4HANA consultant is somebody who knows a good portion about business processes in the industry he's working in mm -hmm. and as well has a technical understanding of how software works, especially ERP software. And of course, knows S4HANA or knows Business Suite because this is what we are dealing with in our day-to-day -day work. All right. Makes a lot of sense. And maybe as a, a, a small sidebar, you mentioned uh, SAP Activate. Could you, just for the audience, differentiate between SAP Activate and maybe Rise with SAP? Yeah, Rise with SAP. Well, SAP Activate is a methodology how to implement the system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, RISE is more a package where you get different software and services from SAP with certain service contracts. Yeah. Okay. And our business here at Adventus is not so much to sell the systems, but to implement them. Okay. Makes sense. So we strongly focus on, on implementing the system, uh, getting to know the business processes of the Companies then make a fit gap analysis of what is there in standard SAP. And if there are gaps, how we can fill them by adapting, customizing, or by even building add-ons using uh, SAP's programming language, ABAP, or other technology as they are provided by the business technology platform as we have it today. All right. And I could imagine doing one of these implementations, especially out of a fairly large client is quite complex. So, and every customer or client is going to have a different way of uh, running their processes, um, different configuration requirements, etc. So, I imagine there's different types of consultants that would maybe be fitting to one project or another. Um, would you be able to give a background on how many different types of consultants are out there? Well, I actually I do not really know how many different types there are, but in general, you could say there are uh, groups like we have these guys which focus more on functionalities, functional consulting. And within functional consulting, you could say there is somebody who knows very well finance who will, keep t who will take care of that. Or there's somebody who knows very well about the purchasing uh, functions and end-to-end -end processes or how to sell things or to produce or quality management. There are many functional areas within Asanas where each and every one of itself needs an expert who knows the processes and how to implement them, how to do the customizing. So this is the area. And the more diverse the company is, the bigger the project team is, right? Mm -hmm. um, and on the other hand, we have technical consultants who know how to connect the system to the outer world. As we live in a digitalization, a digital world, so to say, we want to connect our systems with systems from our business partners or marketplaces or any other kind of interfaces around this S4HANA software. And this is an expertise too. And if you want to build add-ons, I already mentioned ABAP, then you would need, if you want to use ABAP or if you have to use ABAP for certain reasons, then you need people which are able to develop applications in ABAP as extensions. Or maybe lately we have this low-code, no-code tools, SAP build. Mm -hmm. If this is to be used, then you need somebody who knows this as well, another expertise. 
So there's many possibilities. Even we are only talking now about one product, S4HANA. There are others in SAP uh, world. Even in this context, you need a lot of different kind of skills. Yeah? Then you also have like, if you want to migrate data, this could be a part project of its own yep. yeah? to organize this, do the data cleansing, then load it into the system before you have done a mapping. So this could be an expertise of somebody too. Okay. Um, and maybe would you be able to just from a high level, go through maybe the, the various steps of one of these projects. So let's, let's pick a topic. Um, Greenfield implementation, for example, uh, like I imagine you need to sort of explore first and get to know the, the client, understand his processes and then move forward based on that. The different steps of a Greenfield implementation of S4HANA. So you can roughly say in the beginning, you must get an overview. What is the scope? What end-to-end -end business processes are part of this Uh, company, which do they have already today or what, which ones do they want to implement in the future? And uh, then if you decided to go for it, then we have so-called fit gap workshops where we go through these end-to-end -end processes. We demonstrate them in a demo system that was demo data to the customer. And then we compare to their requirements. And if there are requirements which cannot be fulfilled, Uh, by the software, then we say it's a kind of gap, and then we can see how we can fill this gap by change of customizing or by uh, add-on programming, could be. And uh, so if this is all done, then we will start with the realize phase where the this customizing and implementation is done. In this part of the project, we mostly use an agile uh, approach And also a migration of data must be prepared. And then we have tests in between at, in between, but then at the very end, before we go live, we have a final integration test where also the migration of old data is tested. We do the training of the users. The data center for the productive systems must be set up. Yeah. And then we go for it going live. And then after going live, there's a support phase where we look at everything. If everything is running fine, if everybody has understood what to do, if the data quality is okay. Yeah. And then at some time, the customer organization takes over, manage the system and processes. All right. So it sounds like it's um, the folks carrying the, such a project out need a lot of various skills. So you have a lot of customer contact. You need to communicate very well with that customer. Yes. You need to communicate very yes. well with your team, but you also need a technical background on top of all of that as well. Exactly. Um, exactly. So it might be a long list, but what sort of qualities are you looking for in an SAP consultant and what, what sort of skills? Yeah, it would be good uh, to have a good understanding of an industry, a business area. For instance, we here, we have a high expertise in the area of global trade. Mm -hmm. To know these processes, our customers, they love us for it because there's not so much knowledge out there in the fields uh, about these kind of long short trades they do. And um, you can then have to have a, a technical understanding how software works, especially ERP systems. And then finally, you must know about SAP S4HANA. You should have been in some trainings, some hand-ons experience. 
so that you can show and tell uh, what the system is about. All right. So these three kind, three areas of, you know, where you have to build up knowledge. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And for sort of the industry specific knowledge, is it so that once you do gain experience through various customer projects and, and things of that nature, is it sort of like a, I don't, I don't want to say one size fits all sort of understanding of, of the skills, but are all customers in a particular industry close enough in their processes that um, your past experience is, is basically enough for you to intuitively understand how they operate without having to do sort of like a ground zero deep dive? Um, yes, this is what makes an industry an industry, I think. Okay. <laughs> they have some common end-to-end -end processes. They have a common understanding of how to trade globally with big amounts of goods. Yeah, this is also determined by uh, the surrounded context, so to say. Yeah? yeah, for instance, for these goods, often you have no fixed price. The price is determined at the stock market. Yeah, this is why you never speak about prices, only about quantities you trade. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, or they have a special setup on the organizational structure different from other companies because the trader is a purchaser and a sales guy in one person. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, if you, of course I learn if I go from one customer to another, I make up my mind, what I think best practice processes are in this domain. Uh, and this is also what I like about my job that I get insights into companies and how they work which you don't learn at university. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's no books where you can read in it how this works. You can see in the Eswahana system, because this is also what makes the success of SAP for all the decades, that they have found out, that they have learned, that they have always been very close at customer sites, learned the processes and implemented them as the customers needed them. This was nothing done like uh, from an academic point of view. This was always very, uh, from a practice point of view. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, yeah. and, and for so the new folks? You could say, you could say another skill would be to be, uh, uh, to be curious about how companies work, to be able to ask questions, to understand, to discuss with the project members how their company works. So you need to have a, a basic understanding of economics and how economic end-to-end -end processes normally work so that you can find out what is the difference here. So that uh -huh. in the end, you can make suggestions even how to improve processes. Although this is not so much the aim of an Eswahana implementation project, but with such changes, we often come across uh, situations where we can make uh, suggestions how to improve. Yeah. Okay. So quite a bit of specialization s certainly goes into this uh, as you gain experience. Yes, um, yes, it does. For instance, I would never, could never give advice to a hospital because I don't know processes right. in the hospital. Right. Mm -hmm. So for a total newbie who's just maybe trying to determine whether such a field is right for them, um, one of their questions would probably be regarding compensation would you be able to comment on how, how pay, for example, would compare with equivalent jobs out there? Well, yes. Uh, um, since I'm somehow always have been a consultant, uh, it's a little bit difficult for me to compare. I can tell you uh, what we normally pay. Like if you're a beginner, you come from university or somehow else gained your knowledge. 
you would always enter the job with around 45 to 50,000 euros. Mm -hmm. And uh, after some years, if you become a real expert, it can go up to 95,000. So this is the bandwidth uh, where the average mm -hmm. is maybe more to the uh, 65, 70, 75,000 euros per year, uh, which would be a typical salary of a consultant. Okay. And uh, this is in relation to Germany. Like uh, I talked also to people from abroad, from the Americas, from Latin America, and they would have expected a by much higher uh, salary, but they didn't know that here in Germany, schools and universities this is almost for free. You don't yeah. have to pay for it. In the salary, uh, your health insurance is included. You don't have to pay for this extra. So it's a little bit difficult uh, to compare salaries between countries. Right. And it's more interesting maybe for the listeners from Germany who are, which are interested in a position in consultancy. Okay. Very cool. And, and thanks for the transparency. Never actually got actual numbers in one of these discussions before. So it's cool to mm. get a good uh, benchmark to understand what we're talking about here. And more along the lines of the nature of the job. Um, I imagine you have to travel quite a bit, don't you? Or is that a... But, yes, it's uh, it's not that uncommon for consultants to travel because normally the customers, they want us to come to their place on Monday and then we stay until Thursday and then we go home and Friday we work in our own office. Mm -hmm. um, but Corona has changed many things in this regard. So now we do mainly the consulting with remote consulting using Teams. Mm -hmm. We had remote access to customer systems anyway before that as well. And it worked out very well, I must say. Better than I thought it would. And the customers are very satisfied with this as well because we are more flexible available. We save traveling time. We converted it into working hours. This is nice as well. On the other hand, especially here for my company, uh, we are based in Hamburg uh, and in the metropolitan area of Hamburg, there are many global traders. So most of our customers in Hamburg anyway, then you don't have to travel. I mean, that's a ah. perfect fit. Uh, and if we decide to work with a customer, we always look if it, we can efficiently travel to the city where they are based. And for us, it's crucial then to go there quickly by train or by a plane, not to waste so much time on traveling, but spend time in working in a project. Okay. But still, you have to be, I cannot say you don't have to travel. It happens still. The expectation still is if it is sensible, if, if, if it's urgent. And even you need to know the people in person, I believe you're working with. So right. uh, what I like to do is to have a kind of project conference where once a quarter everybody meets to get an in-person update on the status of the project and um, yeah, and other occasions where, of course, every part project can decide if they want to meet or not. It's more today, more there's more freedom, you know, how to work together than it used to be. So you have to go there and be in there in person. And this has changed, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so certainly over the past uh, few years, I think um, yeah. the, the amount of remote work will remain um, at a higher percentage, uh, probably Definitely. permanently. Definitely, yes. Okay. So, yeah, you mentioned more, more working hours in place of travel time. I think 
maybe a stereotype of con- the consulting job is that it's more of a, a burnout job that you do for a few years before moving on. Um, how are the, the working hours as a consultant? I think this de- very much depends on the philosophy of the consultancy firm itself. I heard there are some uh, which want their personal to work as much as they can, even doing overtime. And there are others, like in my company, where we say 40 hours per week, this is okay, but please do not try to work more because implementing an S4HANA project takes some years. Yeah, It can take two years, three years. It can be a fast project too. But in the long run, if you're ready with one going live, the next is around the corner. Right. Yeah. And so I I like to compare this project work more with a marathon where you have to divide your forces. And this is uh, and this is what you need to do here as well. And um I expect of each and every project member that he can control himself and set borders. And this is maybe a skill also you have to have to know When it's the time to do overtime hours, there are times in such a project where you must give everything to be in time. And there are other times where this is not needed so much. And then you, yeah, you have to watch yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think, well, I have been consultant almost all time of my life. And yeah, I can strongly recommend that you divide your forces. Otherwise you will not survive. Okay. Yeah. And a very wise approach, especially given the amount of time it takes to specialize. You don't really yeah. want people yeah. when they finally become exactly. fully productive to end up burning out and, and just walking away. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, varies, varies according to the company. That makes sense. Um, I imagine depending as well as the work culture overall and the country that you're located in might, um, also have an influence there. So let's say you make it pat, you make it through the initial three years. You don't burn out. You're working steadily. You're, you're productive and you start looking forward for new opportunities within your field. Um, what sort of career mobility does the consultant role offer as, as you gain experience? Yeah, I think it gives you different ways what you can do. Very typical is that as, as in my career path too, after 10 years being in a consultancy, I choose to change to the other side of the table, to be part of IT management of a big company, which, yeah, which implements systems too, and Mm -hmm. which um, contracts consultancies to do so, and uh, to have this experience as well. And, um, yeah, from my technical knowledge, from my industry knowledge, from my knowledge of methodology, from all kinds of skills, I have a great chance to find many interesting jobs after I have had this experience as a consultant, which meant I've been implementing SRP R3 and Business Suite several times in my life. Yeah. And this is very seldomly. If you, if you work at a non-consultancy, maybe you experience this once in your life Mm -hmm. or maybe twice. Yeah. And so I have a much higher experience in dealing with this kind of project as a consultant than the project members of companies which use the systems have. And so this gives me a great chance of developing. And yeah, everybody has a next step. So I can choose from many as Mm -hmm. a consultant. 
and, and also the uh, the chance to freelance and yes, or, of course, or become of course. your own. Yeah, can be, life. can be. Yeah. yeah, you can found your own company. You can be a freelance. You can be employed. Can work in business. You can work with IT. You could even be a trainer, a coach, people. All right. So once you gain enough s skills and experience in this field, uh, it's almost like a superpower and that you can basically um, do a lot of different things with those skills uh, as you choose. Well, superpower is a nice expression. <laughs> 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 well, I don't feel I have superpower, but I have super knowledge, let's say like this. <laughs> all right. We all know knowledge is power. <laughs> um, so going back to the, the beginner point of view, I, I've recently been involved in a program that's actually trying to connect sort of net new talent with the partner ecosystem to get more people trained up um, and basically, but basically starting from scratch. And something I've encountered, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is that there seems to be a universal demand for consultants who already have 10 years of experience, but we all know that the amount of that, the number of those people is, is limited. And I was wondering, um, how does a beginner become a consultant when there's maybe I'm incorrect, but there's such a high expectation of people coming into the job with so much experience already? Where, where does a beginner begin? Where do they get their shots to, to, to prove themselves and, and to get a chance to, to, to try to gain some experience? Yeah. Somebody gives them a chance. I think this is the point. Uh, we are all looking for new team members and we all know that good consultants with long experience, they don't grow on trees. It <laughs> yeah. needs somebody to give them a chance. We as a consulting firm have understood it. Our, my customers, they have understood it. And so we are looking out for people, talent people. And if I say talent, I'm referring to all the skills we've just discussed. Yeah, um, for instance, as a student of economics, you could go and visit for a very low price, participate in a tra SAP training. You can, you can gain knowledge while you are a student. Yeah. And, um, you can work on your soft skills. Uh, you can work on your understanding of how software uh, is built and implemented. It's all nice to have. Uh, but finally, if you find somebody who believes in you, then you get this uh, chance to work in a project where everybody knows you're a beginner, you're mm -hmm. a junior, and there's enough tasks a beginner can do. Yeah, And then you're not full-time on the project because the other time you need to go for training and learn. As a consultant, you never stop learning. You never stop reading. You never stop try out things. You never stop go to networking events to get to know people and hear from them how they do the same job as you are doing. Right. Mm -hmm. And this starts if you are a beginner too. Yeah. Go to your local events, build your network. Onboarding does not always mean that you gain knowledge on how to do certain things in a company. No, it's also about getting to know people. Yeah, get to right. know the people in your project, meet them for lunch, visit them, go on site, talk to them. Yeah, and um, then you will be accepted as a full team member and you will get tasks which you can fulfill. And while you do this task, you will grow. You're never alone. You're in a team. You have a mentor. He will teach you what to do next. You will always have somebody you can go to. 
and ask for advice yourself. All right. And so the the difficult thing is to find somebody who believes in you and who will take you on board. All right. Yeah. And you can try to find out through internship. This could be there are many ways of getting to know companies. Yeah, through networks events in your town. We have SAP Inside Track discuss nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's code jams for those who code. This costs nothing. You can go there for free, talk to people, establish a network, ask if you can go for an internship or if they have the need. Know what you want. This is important too. Mm-hmm. Know what you want. Yeah. All right. So there are many ways as a beginner where you can come uh, into the job. Maybe a special situation is if you have already worked for some years as somebody in a purchasing department or sales department, and now you realize you want to be the implementation guy, then it's a little bit more difficult, I would say, because you already earn a certain salary, right? Uh, which is, yeah, which you would not get when you work as a consultant because you're lacking certain skills and knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so... Again, you need somebody who believes in you and who would be willing to finance your salary. Although, yeah, normally you would not get this with your knowledge. Like a beginner. You're a beginner again. Right. Right? Yes, indeed. So I I imagine one of the best ways a beginner can attempt to prove themselves is uh, obviously training, learning uh, whatever they can on their own before putting themselves out there. So um, what sort of learning channels are available for learning what you do, for example, and um, is an SAP certification necessary? Well, in the beginning, I said you need knowledge about business and IT. The best thing you can do is to choose an education which provides you with this. There are many out there. Could be university degree, could be kind of colleges, uh, or could be and other education, which has to do with IT and business. There are many ways here in Germany. But when it comes to SAP, it's a little bit more difficult, especially for S4HANA. Uh, we have so-called learning paths. I think this is very well done now. You can look them up at learning.sap.com. And in these learning paths, you find uh, courses, like uh, online courses, which are for free. Uh, open.sap.com is such a platform which provides these courses. You find for free, if you go more in a technical direction, in the um, community.sap.com, you find tutorials, and learning.sap.com, you find tutorials about how to use and how to become a, a developer or architect in the business technology platform. Yeah, and you even have free trial accounts, and you can try all try it out yourself. If it comes to Esfahana, we are not there yet. For students, there are some good uh, courses which are not that expensive. But uh, if you choose the consultancy courses for Esfahana, for materials management or for sales and distributions, that would cost you 15,000 euros each. This is a lot for somebody who lives here in Germany, and this is unaffordable for somebody from Africa. Yeah, Impossible. And this is why I still believe SAP will only be successful in the cloud if we have enough personnel to implement and to maintain the system. And therefore, my personal opinion is that these courses, they should be for free and available for everybody. 
But that's just my personal opinion. We are not there yet. As of Call today, to action. you still need a sponsor. And uh, imagine you are there as a beginner and somebody pays 50,000 euros for you to become a consultant. And then after one year, you decide to leave the company. It's not so good, right? Indeed. This is a challenge uh, for companies. And um, yeah, so, but it, but it is needed and it gives you the knowledge you need uh, to know about the software. And you were also asking about certification. I think it's not really necessary, but it's very beneficial. Beneficial? How do you say in English? I don't know. It would be good to have it. Beneficial? Yes, thank you. It would be good to have it. It gives you more certainty. Uh, for me, if I employ somebody or if I subcontract somebody where I know he has been on latest S4HANA course, then I can be sure that he has understood this new system up to a certain point. Yeah, and as a beginner, you have not been in so many projects yet, right? Mm -hmm. As a so, but as a reference, you could always say here, I have been to this course and I've passed this certification test, and I think this is a great achievement if you do this. Not that easy. You really have to learn for it. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that will definitely at a minimum be a means of proving your seriousness and um, learning more and getting further into the material as you gain experience. Um, I, you already touched on this topic anywhere, but maybe if you have anything else to mention here. So you mentioned sort of a lat lateral movements of more experienced people from other areas deciding to switch career paths to being a, becoming a consultant. That's um, that's going to be difficult, as you stated, because of the... It's not that easy, but it is not impossible. It has okay. been done and it's still happening. But again, it's a question also that you find somebody who believes in you, who mm -hmm. sees in you that you can be the consultant they are looking for. Because you have gained experience in your industry. You have a technical understanding. Maybe you have been in a SAP project as a key user or even had some chance of hand-on experience. Mm -hmm. What will not work is if you think, now I become a SAP consultant because you can earn so much, uh, so nice money. The money you earn is because what, for all the effort you had to educate yourself and the experience you have right. uh, gained, this is what is paid for. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. So keeping the headspace in a new person who's sort of making their way into this career, let's suppose that they make it through the training and they... Uh, find themselves mm. for the first time on a on a customer site on a project, and um, I don't know, <laughs> maybe it's just me, but a common nightmare of mine is is going into a new job and running into a problem, especially a problem directly connected with a customer, and you don't know what to do. What sort of resources and channels can a consultant in in the middle of a project call upon in case they can't solve a problem uh, that they're currently working on? Yeah, first of all, you keep calm. <laughs> Then you let your counterpart know that you will think about and come up with an answer. And then you go and you are, then you ask your colleagues because you never walk alone. This is also mm -hmm. a consultancy firm is always a network of experienced people and not everybody can know everything. But uh, the expectation is that we as consultant, we can figure out or know somebody who we can ask. And so this is always a first step to ask somebody we know from our colleagues. Mm -hmm. And since we are very 
good working together with SIP colleagues. You can even ask our colleagues from SIP as a last chance or as a last result. option. Result. Yeah, right. Yes, you can always, you don't want to bother them every day. Yeah. But if it comes down to that there is no documentation and the, uh, or it's ambiguous or you've tried out several things in the system and you can't find a clue, mm -hmm. maybe it's a bug, maybe something is missing, uh, you can always issue and can find somebody. You can always can find somebody who helps you out. Okay. Good to know. That's, you should, that's you should not worry. You should not worry. We will never send anybody into the field and let them there alone. Okay. Yeah. Good to hear. And speaking of the field, you've been doing this for quite a while. Do you have any interesting stories regarding implementation projects, something extraordinary or fun or crazy that you've seen out there? Yeah, well, you know, the, the frequently asked questions, the frequently asked question is always Peter. How do the others do what I want to do? And then I have to say, uh, well, uh, you ask me to sign an NDA. They ask me to sign an NDA. So I cannot tell you how the others can do it. But then I told them, but what we can do is I invite everybody from your industry, which are my customers, and then you can get to know each other. And then you can exchange business cards. And then you can ask each other, how do you calculate your trades, for instance, because I cannot tell you. And then uh, they said, oh, this is a great idea. We can do it in our place. And I said, okay, I invited everybody. I thought, we had a great day. Everybody was introducing his company and how they are using by then business suite for their purposes. And then they said, Peter, this was such a great day. We want to do it every year. And then mm -hmm. the, uh, the colleagues from SAP, they invited us and they said, ah, we also have customers from this industry uh, of which of you, you don't know of. And we want to bring them, we want to bring you together. And then we met at, at Rating and it was a great day. And then they said, well, look, we only speak with one user group per country. And it would be nice if you all could join the German speaking SAP user group. Uh, as a as a group of customers which work with this global trade management functionalities. And then everybody said, yeah, we, we can do, we can do. And this was in 2014. And since then, uh, we have a really great working group about the subject and established a very good relationship with product management and development head of this function of S4HANA at SIP. And it is a great help of both sides, customers as well as SAP. Wow. So a, a great story of collaboration across all members of the ecosystem. To make yeah. The and better. somehow, somehow also a story I, I, I like to tell because it shows if you work together, you can achieve much more than just to be yeah, angry about SAP because something is not working. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Or you want to have an answer and you don't know what to do because there's something missing and, and you now you have people you can go to and talk to them. Not only your colleagues, you can talk to your competitors, to your competitors, really to your competitors, because they run the same system, they have the same core B2B processes, uh, and they are very willing and opening to help you with their experience. And even they can all bundle together and request new features from SAP, because if there are a certain amount of customers who need something, then SAP is very often, and many wishes have come true 
within the last past years. And I think this is a great achievement. Yeah? Awesome. Agreed. And on that note, um, we've taken quite a bit of your time, Peter. I always like to close, though, and ask you, ask our guest, if you have any words of wisdom for somebody who wants to learn more about becoming a consultant, uh, what should they do as a first step? Yeah, as I already said, uh, find yourself a mentor, a coach, go to networking events, uh, talk to people, uh, try to find out what interests you most, uh, where you lack knowledge, and then go and educate yourself and find somebody who believes in you. Then a great journey will start for you. All right. Don't be shy. Don't be scared to ask questions and talk to people. Yeah, yeah. Talk to people, yeah. All right. Thank you, sir, for your time and for your expertise. And thank you, everybody, for listening. This is the SAP Learning Insights Podcast. Until next time, goodbye. Bye. Bye.